Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. And we are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. Our plan is to help women and moms get past the good enough phase of life and begin their growth journey. You're listening to Intentional as a Mother. We're a community of women supporting women. That's right. And this week, we are talking about emotions. Ew. They're so so hard. (laughs) They are, and they can be so messy. But you know what else? They can also be amazing. So And enlightening. Yes. um, And helpful to understand. So we are, we have a a great lineup today. Um, But first, let's do a check-in. Christy, how are you feeling emotionally today? You know, I started out the day feeling kind of crappy, but now I feel pretty good. Um, I think I've gotten better overall at not sitting in the blah as much. Not that I'm great at it every day. There are some days when I just want to hate the world, but today is not one of those days. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. So I feel like emotionally, I'm about a six. I don't know what the scale is, but that, <laughs> just, that, <laughs> that number just seems right to me. I have had just like ebbs and flows all day long of like, height, like heightened awareness of my emotions, if that makes sense. Like I, I have been really struggling with my um, oldest in school and I had to pick him up early today. And so... And by early, I mean he was there for two hours, and I had to go get him. So I I feel like today, on the emotional scale, I'm about a six. <laughs> Which I think you brought up a hugely important thing there. At least it, it on, I feel like where I am in my growth journey, like it's become super apparent that you really have to sit in those ebbs and flows. And traditionally. I'm an like I am an eternal optimist. I think Megan will probably so agree to that statement. Probably to I a am fault. Not. <laughs> and the so like sitting in any emotion other than happy is really freaking difficult for me. I do not enjoy mm. it one iota. And so I've been doing a lot of work in being able to sit in those ebbs and flows and recognize that like that's a good thing to do. It's important to feel all of those different emotions um, and that they can be used to tell you different things and like where you need to put your attention. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is when I was a kid, my mom would cry at everything. Like a, <laughs> a, a commercial would come on TV and she'd be sobbing and we'd be like, oh, mom, not again. You know, like it was always <laughs> like, oh, why are you doing this? Why are, are you crying again? And I have become that person and I just don't understand why I, I literally cry at anything, especially um, like military reunions or dogs on TV, like anything really, I don't even know. I don't even know what the word is, but I cry at everything. I have two words for you. Yeah. Mom life. When you become a mom, you cry a dumb shit. Excuse my language. <laughs> it's so true. And you know, it's, what's, what's really funny is like the other day. My kid, I was driving and my kids were in the back seat and my youngest, my two-year-old was laughing at my four-year-old when my four-year-old was laughing at something that was like playing on the movie and the, to hear the two of them in laughter, I'm just like bawling my eyes out as I'm driving down the street. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Nope. That's cards make me cry. Like ra- I, ra- random. It's obnoxious, but you know, I don't know. I feel like it's just, you are at a place in your life where 
I think you have a more expansive amount of love than you've had. And so I think you're just more able to see like those little moments of beauty that you wouldn't have found beautiful in the past. Such a great way to say that. (laughs) Eternal optimist. (laughs) It's so funny because I sit in the, why am I crying again? And you sit in the, look at all the joy in your life. What? We're two very different people. Somehow we work you anyway. We're the yin and the yang. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I'm, I was driving in the car this morning, and I have this story that I haven't told you yet, but I really am looking forward to tell you. But it led me to this. I would like to start a segment on this show called Am I Normal? And now, this is not original thought because I've heard this done on radio shows for years and years and years, but... I often ask you this question, so I feel like we should ask it to everybody listening. Am I normal? No. (laughs) (laughs) So my story is this. I got my kids in the car. We were on time. Everything is great. We're out the door. And I'm not even out of my neighborhood. And I realize I don't have my cell phone. And to me, I, like, went into full-on panic attack. I was, like, driving exactly the speed limit was not tailgating i was super safe irrational fear of oh my gosh i'm gonna get in a car accident with my kids and i don't have my phone i have no way to call for help because when i was a kid your cell phone was used for everyone around only. you has you a always cell phone. had a cell phone yes you always had a cell phone in the car like that was just you had a cell phone when you were in the car and that was the only purpose for it and so now when i'm driving and i don't have my cell phone I, like, really freak out about it. I would say yes. I think I don't freak out about it for the same reasons, but, like, I do feel like I can't go places without my cell phone. I'm like, I have to have that. People need to contact me, even if I don't want them to. You don't picture yourself (laughs) driving into a ditch. (laughs) Because that was, like, I was, like, certain that was going to happen. There's, like, zero ditches on the less than eight miles to the kid's school. But still. Yeah, I... I think that's normal because I I think it's just different levels of like, you know, you picture crashing into a ditch. I picture somebody calling, like needing me and they can't get a hold of me because I don't have my phone. Right. Like, yeah. So it's just different, different levels of anxiety. I'm certain certain there's going to be an emergency. (laughs) Like I'm certain that this is going to happen. It was a very stressful 15 minutes of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why you're at a six today. Oh, you know what? That totally could be it. It like set my day up for failure right there because I forgot my cell phone. (laughs) So what we need to do is take 30 seconds and shake it out, right? I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that right now. That's true. Yes. So so for those of you who don't follow us on Instagram and don't know Christy's cure-all method Method. of of fixing all of your problems, if you are in a funk and you can't get out of your funk, Christy, what do we do? You just shake it out, people. Like, stand up, <laughs> shake your body for 20 or 30 seconds, and you will feel better. Cure all. <laughs> and I will say this, I roll my eyes at you a lot, and I love you, and I do it I do it with affection. <laughs> but I rolled my eyes at this the first time you suggested it to me. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And then I, I felt myself getting into a funk, and I stood up, and I did exactly what you asked me to do. And for the first, <laughs> I don't know, 10 seconds of shaking and dancing and being silly, I was like, oh, Christy's this is so stupid. <laughs> but then I felt better. So if, you know, if you've never sh- shaken it, shook it out, <laughs> you say that. If, if you've never danced off your emotions, 
try it. <laughs> I agree. Try it. It, it. it helps. It actually, so there's science behind it. I looked this up because I felt stupid doing it at first as well. Um, <laughs> especially like in my house by myself, just, stay, I don't know, it just felt weird. But there's, so the science behind it says that it actually kind of like helps your nervous system reset. So it kind of, you know, puts you back to a baseline from, if you're blah, it kind of puts you back to that, like, well, maybe I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I find that if I'm, if I'm feeling blah or kind of, you know, if there's something happening in my day where, you know, it puts me down to feeling yucky. If I stop and do that, if I, if I'm aware enough to do that, sometimes I'm not, and I'm just in a bad mood, but if I can be aware enough and see it, and then I take the time to do that, it does help me. Well, I think that you need an, uh, an am I normal? Is there, do you have an am I normal example? Is that just my No, I'm sure I have something. Am I normal? Okay, I have, I have an am I normal? (laughs) Hold on, let me, so I love books and things that, you know, help me on my personal growth, so I recently got a Spirit Junkie card deck. I got some new books that I'm reading to help on my personal growth, so acquiring all these things that I may or may not ever read, is this normal? (laughs) I... 100% 100% do the same thing. I buy all the things because I have really good, like, I I am so ambitious. So, like, I shop online and I'm like, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to, you know, make all these decisions and I, I'm going to be awesome. And then they come in and I, I'm not as ambitious. <laughs> they, they arrive in the mail and I, I lose all interest in whatever the plan was. I think I have, like, six books that I'm reading at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's excessive. I don't think that's yep. normal. <laughs> so I'm weird. What's our next topic? <laughs> okay. So being able to laugh at yourself is also important, folks. <laughs> okay. So how do you – so the next thing that I had on the list was to, to talk about how we teach our kids, like, emotional health. So before we go there, you know, I think – I think, so you brought up the thing about growing up with your mom, crying all the time. You know, I think... And my mom's a very happy and, person and she will likely listen well, to this. So I don't want to give the impression that she was... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, she was she was crying at happy moments. But, you know, I think one of the things emotionally that we have talked about before is how we grew up. And I think a lot of people in our generation, um, you know, sort of those... 80s, maybe early 90s babies. I think we grew up in families where our parents were very open to talking to us, but they didn't know how to facilitate and start that conversation. And they kind of left it up to us. And we're kind of like, I don't know how to talk to you about this stuff. Like, that's, I'm not going to because I don't know how. Yeah. I'm here if you need me. Well, we do, but we don't know how to show you that we need you kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's an important point to make. And I think that as we've talked about this before, like I think Megan and I both had amazing households to grow up in. We're, you know, very thankful for our parents and the lives that we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, you know, our parents were doing a little bit better than their parents did as far as like being emotionally open and available to their kids, which I think takes us into your topic of teaching kids emotions. And I think we're trying to take that one step further and start early with teaching our children how to handle emotions because I don't feel like I was good at that until recently. I think it, you know, it took, it was a lot of personal growth and like just kind of happenstance to realize that emotions were hard for me and it was an area of work personally that I needed to get better at. 
I think that's so profound to like carry that thread through childhood to now and exactly what you just said, like to point out specifically that your parents did better than their parents and and so here's our opportunity to do better than our parents and I agree with you 100% that, yeah, I was very fortunate the way that I grew up and the household that I grew up in. Within the growth journey within the last year for me, how I'm able to recognize the emotion that I'm in and understand that I I make the conscious decision to sit in it for just a bit longer um, and allow myself to feel the emotion versus trying to placate, trying to get back to happy as quickly as possible and trying, you know, trying to get out of it because it's uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I, I'm definitely one of those people that I want to make the joke. I want to, I want to lighten the situation. I laugh at funerals because I'm uncomfortable. Like I, I just, I can't sit in that uncomfortable feeling. And so whatever I can do for my kids that they feel more emotionally aware of the situation so that they can voice it, verbalize it, that's what I want to do. That's my goal. Yep. Nope. That, that's my goal too. And I think one of the things that I've uncovered recently that I definitely did not think before is you know, I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry. We're getting too serious. And I just, oh, wow. <laughs> there goes Megan being uncomfortable. But is that idea that things are going to happen in your life and you're going to have some sort of reaction to them. And that's going to start this sort of inner dialogue that may or may not actually be true. And I think it was recently when I started to realize that I don't necessarily have to believe everything that I think, like it's not fact it's just the way my brain is dealing with it. And that was a super powerful moment for me. And it sort of helped, helped me grow emotionally to realize that our brains tend to think worst case scenario when worst case scenario isn't actually likely to happen. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting. So one of the things that I just picked on that you said, or, um, I tend to tell my son, my oldest, that he only has control over himself and his reaction to the situation. He doesn't have control over what's happening outside of that. So that's something we talk about a lot here, and that's something you kind of briefly mentioned. But I think that you made a really important point there that, you know, my brain is wired differently than yours. And so, you know, how... I, I may not chemically be, it may not chemically be possible for me to be an optimist. Like that's, that's what I'm coming to realize. And, um, and I'm okay with it. I, it's taken me a long time to feel okay with it and feel like that it's okay to, to be imbalanced and to know that I'm not going to approach the same situation the way that you would, which is why when I'm having a terrible day, I call my best friend, (laughs) Christy, and I say, this is what's happening to me. And you always find a way to spin it and make it positive that I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I can kind of get myself out of it, but I am trying to do a better job of doing that for myself. Which, and I think there's a lot of things, because I think, you know, one of the things that we've talked about, um, on the Instagram account is sort of that imposter syndrome stuff and how that drums up negative self-talk. And I think that plays into this because it all is, you know, we all have those different things where our brain, our brain's first reaction is to give us some negative feedback or negative self-talk. Exactly. And um, I've, I've put in the work to sort of retrain my brain to not do that. And it, it, you know, there's still moments when it happens, but I'm much more able to, 
to handle it and quick to see that it's happening and realize that what my brain is telling me is not in fact true. So I can say, nope, stop. And then I can replace those thoughts with thoughts that I know are facts, you know, about myself. Exactly. And if you do not follow us on Instagram, um, our handle is at intentional as a mother periods between each word. And the reason um, we started this podcast was really to be an extension of our Instagram account because we were enjoying, so if you're a first time listener, so just to give you a little background, we were enjoying putting together content and pieces of information and having conversations on Instagram lives about these topics. Um, And I think understanding these a little bit more and being able to bring them to other women who might be in the same situation is really important to the both of us. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the podcasting platform gives us a little bit more of an expansive platform to give more depth there and provide some additional details. So it's not just like, okay, here's a topic, but go figure it out yourself. Like we can get more details on, on how we can work yeah. through it with you. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're part of our <clears throat> podcast community, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to us. If you want to join our conversation on Instagram, head on over. It's, uh, again, at Intentional as a Mother. The So one of the things I've started to recognize lately is I feel like a lot of the things that I find as emotional hangups for me are things that drum up emotions and make me feel kind of like, ooh, am I doing this right? Does, you know, Am I normal? I've noticed that I feel like there are things that society tells me I should <laughs> think. And if I can get past that hang up and recognize that even if society tells me that's the way I should do it, maybe that's not what works best Mm. for me, um, that I can sort of iron that out and, you know, kind of reset my emotions for that thing. Wow. I feel like that's, um, that's like a light bulb shattering moment right there. Like, is this really how I feel or is this society's way of, or is this society telling me how to feel? Yeah. And I, interesting. I just feel like there are a lot of things that I've hit on, um, that, you know, in my own personal life where I've recognized that it is, you know, it's society dictating how I should feel. And I don't actually feel that way when it comes down to it. And I'm following my heart and my gut. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like there's an opportunity there to expand on that a bit. Um, maybe we can have a, a, that is like a whole episode later. If you're interested in learning more about that, email us at hello at intentional as a and we will make it happen. What was our challenge for this week? Yes. Sorry to. So, <laughs> I'm a terrible segue. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy, get on the ball. Get, <laughs> give us our challenge. We're ready for it. The, so, I have on our, again, mentioning Instagram, but on Instagram, Megan and I put together some materials that we've used in our own personal growth journeys. And one of those for me is called the Untethered Soul Guided Journal. And it has like writing prompts and stuff in it. And in there recently, when I was in there, um, one of the things that started talking about is the idea of trying to stop giving your mind this impossible job of manipulating the world around you to make you feel comfortable all the time. So Our challenge to you today is to ask your mind to stop doing that. So, you know, thank your mind for protecting you for all these years and helping you to get where you are, but tell it that you're ready to relieve it of this job. Ask it to stop trying to make sure everything and everyone is exactly as you think they need to be and just to help you accept life as it is. A powerful quote that I heard the other day, be more like a river and less like a rock. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just 
going to sit in that for a second. I think, yeah. Good job, Christy. <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> More like a river and less like a rock. I like that. I liked I like it too. I don't, it just felt to me, at least, you know, again, where I am in my life, it, you need to kind of go with the flow a little bit more and not be so, not put down, mm-hmm. you know, not put, not dig your heels in and think this is the way it needs to be. Like there, there's a million ways to skin a cat. Terrible saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like that at all. Let's try that again. <laughs> the other one, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just thinking, um, what are the other ones? Like, Something about two birds and a stone. Are there any good sayings that don't involve the death of animals? Here here we go. There are infinite ways for the universe to bring you what you want, especially once you release control of anything and everyone. Um, I feel like that's the kind of mantra or something I need to read every day. That's the kind of thing I put on my bulletin board and and remind myself of my affirmation for the day. I feel like that was really good. All right, say it one more time. There are infinite ways for the universe to bring you what you want, especially once you relinquish control over everything and everyone. Yes, I love that. All right, so internalize that, folks. Okay, so today we have briefly touched on emotions, but mostly we've just talked and hung out and had a great time. And I think that that's always our goal. So join us next week. And uh, if you haven't already, we're going to say shout out one more time to follow us on Instagram at intentional period as period a period mother or email us at hello at intentional as a mother dot com. All right. We look forward to talking with you next week. See you guys soon. Bye.